Hi, I'm Eric Roberts, and I want to welcome you to the Worship the King podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about a little bit about worship leadership and what it means. Is it a privilege or a right to be a worship leader or to be on the worship team? And I think this is a core value and a core concept. And, and some of you have been talking to me on my uh, Facebook page and through some conversations about leadership, about what it's like to try to get somebody or to get your team members to uh, practice on time or to be uh, dedicated and as dedicated as you are as the worship leader. I know usually the worship leader, you know, we feel like we're the most dedicated person. We're, we're the one building this team. We're, we're responsible for this team. But then what, it, what it's like to try to get other people to have that same level of uh, leadership or that same level of, of passion for the, the worship and the worship service that we're doing. And a lot of times it's, um, it's hard to, to motivate that. But I think it stems down into a deep understanding of, of what it's like to either be, um, to, is it a right to be on the worship team or is it a privilege? And I wanted to share a little bit about my personal experience. In the beginning, when I began to lead worship, I'd never felt, as I was thinking about this, I've never felt that it was my right to be on the worship team, even though... I was, uh, at a young age, a talented guitarist and uh, learned that I could sing and lead and, and was already playing in bands at a young age. When I came in to know Christ at about age 17, and I started to uh, do worship leadership and to lead worship for my youth group, I just never felt like I, I had the right to do that. And as I began to be mentored and developed into a worship leader, I learned that I really felt like that being a Christian and being saved and being loved by God and worshiping Him was my privilege. It was a privilege that I got to be able to be on that stage and to you know lead people as a worship leader, even as a guitarist for the, the youth band, and then as a worship leader as I began to lead the teams. I felt like a great sense of privilege. This was a privilege that God had given me, a privilege that the pastor and that the church had, had, had given me. It was a it was a place of honor to really be able to do that. It was not my right to do that. As a Christian, as a guitarist, as a great musician, as just uh, somebody who wanted to explore uh, what it was like to be on a team or something, it wasn't just my right to get up there and have a, a position on that team. And it was more that God had opened up a door of privilege and given me that ability to worship him and to lead worship and that it was just something that was given to me for a moment in time, that it was a great honor and privilege. Now, in that light, I believe that I took it a lot more seriously and it was more less about me, even though I, I, have to, I know that as musicians and worship leaders in church or not in church, just being a musician or being a worship leader, uh, musicians have a lot of ego, and and we, we want to be in front of people. It's sort of our, our inner voice saying, I'm awesome. I want to be in front of people. I want to show people what I can do. I've learned this instrument. I want to play it now. Uh, th there's nowhere that we can, no, no, no how we can deny that. We cannot deny that musicians have that sense of performance, and good good musicians and good performers have a sense of they feed off that 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 time that they can perform and they can be in front of people but when we approach the worship team and the worship musicianship from a sense of uh this is a privilege to be in front of the people and to be a worship leader for god whether you're actually the worship leader or the musician it's 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 a totally different feeling it's a totally different 
um, attitude. And that's what I would uh, be looking for in my team and be developing in my team. And not just I'm going to teach all of you to be uh, that this is your privilege. It's my right because I'm the worship leader. Uh, I'm the one that's hired or I'm the one that's chosen. But it's your privilege to play with me. Be not the right way to go about it, but more leading by example, saying, this is a privilege. This is our privilege to worship God, to do this. And and uh, I take it very seriously that it's a, a high privilege and a high honor that I would practice really hard and show up for practice on time or early and, and be a part of the team so that I'm not stifling anybody's ability to worship or any any you know causing the team to be dragged down but that it's a it's a privilege to be a part of what God's doing and I think that this is a huge um obstacle in a lot of teams at least from what I've heard um from my friends online and around the country that um just getting people to be very dedicated and to get them there and to get them um maybe they have other things like sports and they're you know maybe they're not practicing as much as they should I mean, there are a lot of things that, that can come in the way, but if we're not thinking of this as a great honor and privilege, then, of course, all of those other things could could cause um, could cause problems and will, in turn, cause a lot of problems for the church it's, and for the worship team. So, as I was thinking about that, I just was thinking about my roots and the privilege that God was always giving me and then how I, were, how I was able to think of that as I really want to do my best because this is something that's happening that's amazing. You know, this is, to me, as a worship leader, it's not, it's different than being on the football team or being on the basketball team. And you try out and you you get on there because you're really good at, at shooting hoops and you're really good at this and you've kind of earned your right to be on the team if you're on a select team. And there is a sense of, of earning maybe an audition pro- through a process or showing that you can actually play uh, to be on the worship team. But then I think in the end that it really is a privilege to be on the worship team. It, it isn't something that, you know, that we can fully earn and that we should feel like we're entitled to. Now, if your worship team is feeling that way or if there is a sense of that in your team, I believe that... Uh, the the sense of the worship team it all flows down from the worship leader from the leader leadership team, so you you have to begin to change that in in yourself in the worship leadership team, and you have to lead that team by example, and I know that if you're a worship leader and you're listening to this, it's probably the last thing you want to hear, but in order to build a really strong team over a long period of time, and to build really great um, team effort and really great servant leadership you have to become that as the leader and you have to almost uh, just all by yourself decide this is how it's going to be in this team this is the team I'm building and then through the audition process and through the time and through um, certain things that you enact and enable into the team um, uh, policies or audition or rules or things like that to be on the team then it becomes more of a privilege, and people look at it differently than just um, that it's that that it's not a right to be on the team; that it is a privilege. So, I'll talk more about this in d- in detail about how we can create a more pr- a more privileged uh, a more this is a privileged um, 
a privileged honor to be on the team atmosphere in your team then this is more of a right you know i'm I'm a guitar player i should be up there i should i should be the one playing the lead guitar and i should be there uh, unless i have practice or something else to do then everybody should just wait around for me and or i should just take off a couple weeks here or there so part of what i did uh and do in my worship teams is i i i make it a little bit painful to be on the team uh, a little bit painful like uh that there are rules that that have to be followed. Maybe like you can't miss more than one practice a, m- a month, or you can't you can't miss more than one service in three months or something. I mean, some sort of thing to make it a little bit painful for them. Like um, they might have to choose to not play basketball that season because they've dedicated to a certain time frame of playing on the team. Uh, but if you don't do that, then you're then you're creating more of a. Uh, it's my right to play when I want to. It's my right to do what I want to, and that's sort of our culture, but it's not a great way to build a team. Also, when I said the word team, it just spurred to my memory that, you know, building a team is we rely on each other. So, you know, if I was uh, leading worship and my drummer just decided, you know, uh, we've been working for months and we're getting tighter, and all of a sudden he just decided, well, I'm going to go out for, you know, track and I'm not going to be here, you know, three out of the four weeks, it really hurts the team. It doesn't just hurt me because it frustrates me when that happens, but it hurts the whole team because that drummer maybe was gluing the team together and working together. The, the guitar players, the bass players, they all get to know each other and they start to play together. Then the drummer decides, oh, I need to do something else more important. It hurts the whole team, which in fact hurts the church. It hurts the, the worship atmosphere. It hurts the whole program. So if you can get that sort of idea into the minds of your team members early, like you're not, this is a privilege and you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And the commitment is somewhat painful. In other words, they they have to give up some things. They have to make some decisions early on in the team building process. Then you can have, uh, you have more of an atmosphere that is of a great privilege and honor to be on the team in an atmosphere of it's my right uh, because my parents go here and I've always gone to church here to do that. Then once you build a strong foundation of that uh, with that in mind, it makes it a lot better in the long run. Now, some of you are, are thinking about this right now and thinking, well, yeah, that's a great theory. It sounds good. But what I mean, you know, you can't see how that could possibly work in your current situation or how you could possibly get everybody on board with that. But that's where it begins to be back to you as a leader. It doesn't just happen overnight. And as a leader, you have to live this out yourself and not just live it out. Um, I'm the most uh, qualified and I'm the most you know chosen and I'm the, the one that's, that has the right to be up here. And I'm going to be able, I have to get this together and you all have to do what I say. Not to to work it out like that, but to work it out like I am showing you, team, that I am. I have been given this privilege, and uh, and and so some maybe there are some major changes, in the way that you are speaking with and developing your team, or maybe just some just some basic changes in how you're communicating how you feel. I know some of you already know this thing, and you already feel that this is a great privilege, but in order to communicate that to a team of people at all levels is very difficult and so you have to begin to be transparent and be living out that feeling in public to them 
Maybe it's through a Bible study. Maybe it's through prayer time, beginning a practice. Maybe it's just through getting yourself a little bit more organized in front of them, um, getting getting them some better communication, uh, laying out some ground rules in a way that says, "Oh, we're we're doing some new things with with a positive twist." Hey, we're doing some new things, so uh, because God's, um, I want this team to be tighter, so we're working on some new uh, processes in our team. So you you have to be careful introducing this. But when you're coming at it from a servant's heart, when you're coming at it from, I am privileged to be here, even as the leader, people will follow. And that's that's kind of the key, I think, is um, never feeling like it's a right, but it's a privilege. And then finding others in the congregation, in the church, in the worship team, in the community that feel the same way and incorporating them into the team, beginning to build the core from the very uh, from from beginning to build that core from your heart into each of the team members and and creating a better atmosphere. Um, no nobody. Uh, before I close here, I just want to say that nobody uh, when you when nobody wants to show up for a rehearsal where the drummer has just decided to you know start football practice and not come back. Nobody wants to be a part of a team that's sort of flailing or falling apart or that's sort of. A team one week and the next week it's not a great team. Nobody wants to be a part of that. No, even if they act like they do, as a leader, we we got to realize they do not want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of something that costs them something, something that seems like it's really important. And in the end of the day, when they get off stage on Sunday at eleven o'clock and they're done with their worship service or twelve o'clock, they're finished. They want to go home and go, "Wow, I'm a part of something." That's awesome. I, I'm. This is a huge privilege to me. And if you can turn that, turn your team around in that way, the privilege that they have will outweigh anything else. Nobody wants to be a part of something, even if they act like it. That's just willy nilly. Come when you want. Everybody show up. Maybe somebody didn't. They. But it. And all of that begins with you as the leader. That's why you're the leader. And that's why you're listening to this. You're, you're wanting to do something more. So you're wanting to figure out how to create this atmosphere or to overcome the, uh, the obstacles. So that's, that's part of this. Now, this is the Worship the King podcast. And I want to thank you for you know, listening. I'd like you to share this with your friends, with your uh, Facebook friends. And uh, make sure you subscribe and check us out. Check me out uh, in our ministry at worshipthekeng.com. Uh, it's our goal to really train and, and give give as many great resources to worship leaders and teams as we can. So it's worshipthekeng.com. And uh, just uh, check back. I'll be going into even more detail on how to create this, how to implement this. And I do that in my Propel Worship Leadership Seminars and in my team training weekends. Everything can be found at worshipthekeng.com. Let me know if you have any questions or comments about this. I'd love to hear from you. And join me on the social media, uh, as, as you can see in the links in my podcast. God bless you guys. Talk soon.